0: Bonus pod. Welcome, everybody. Cam Newton cut. Michael Thomas going to start the year on the pup list. We'll give you the big news that you need to know right now. Before I forget, what are you doing tomorrow? 6 p.m. to midnight Eastern. It is our draft-a-thon that is on Wednesday. Please join us. The first two hours are live on HQ. The entire thing is live at youtube.com slash today. We're going to raise a ton of money for St. Jude and give all of the draft advice and the season-long advice If you've already drafted that you're going to want. On this draft-a-thon. I'm Adam Azer with Jamie Eisenberg. All right, Jamie. Cam Newton is released by the Patriots. Mac Jones will start. Where have you ranked Mac Jones? 31 in quarterback. Really? Yes. Okay, so. Two QB leagues. And what about the impact for Damian Harris, for James White,
1: for Jacoby Myers?
0: Or is this kind of a, a nothing burger, as they say?
1: Um... I think that. it's a good situation for those guys. You know, it's one of those, you know, scenarios of, I, I think, you know, for Myers, he's going to, you know, hopefully get a few more short area targets. Um, you know, Damien Harris, I think it's a, he's the big winner to me because the rushing touchdowns, you know, the, the touchdowns that you're going to see go to Cam Newton, I think now go to Damien Harris. So that's a you know, great spot for him to to be in and, you know, I think it helps Ramondre Stevenson. I think it helps James. But I think everybody kind of benefits to a certain degree because Cam is going to take off and run. You know, and so you 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 don't have that same concern with Mac Jones.
0: Yeah, this is a team last year, one of the worst passing offenses. 3,124 yards. Mind blowing. And 12 touchdown passes. Cam Newton rushed for 12 touchdowns. The team threw 12 touchdown passes. Two of them were by Jacoby Myers. So the passing numbers should certainly be better. Damian Harris had six games last year with 14 or more carries, and he had 95 or more total yards in four of those six games, but he only had one touchdown run. In those six games with 14 or more carries, Cam Newton had six touchdown runs. James White had two. So, yeah, uh, good for. is it good for Harris in the sense that you're actually moving him up in the rankings?
1: I did. I put him in the same range where I have Gus Edwards. You know, I, I think they're kind of similar... Uh, similar type of guys. Teams are going to run the ball a lot. Obviously, they're going to be the leader of their backfields, but it's going to be a shared situation to some extent. You know what Harris is losing in the passing game. You just don't know what Harris will lose to maybe Ramondre Stevenson in the running game. But uh, I think they're borderline round three picks in non-PPR. Uh, you know, just based wow. on how running backs will go. Mm-hmm. Um, and in PPR, I, I I would you know buy in in round four. You know, so I I think there's a lot to like about what these guys. Should be able to do. I mean, you know, I was excited about Damian Harris to begin with. You know, he was one of my guys. He was a breakout candidate for me. Um, Love the way they use him in the preseason. And I know you're a James White guy. I think this benefits James White in a big way as well, because you know, again, running quarterbacks hurt pass catching running backs. And Mac Jones is going to be much more of a statue than Cam Newton.
0: Yeah, and I think you you could see him relying on on the outlet passes to James White as well. Uh, there was a stretch. I did a mock draft today. There was a stretch uh, late round four, just before my pick, Gus Edwards. Mike Davis, Miles Sanders, and then I took Miles Gaskin and then Chase Edmonds and Daryl Henderson went off the board. And I think a little bit later than that, Damian Harris went off the board. That's seven running backs I just named there. But you think is that they're all in the same kind of range, or like how would you so again the names were Miles Sanders, Mike Davis, uh Gus Edwards, Miles Gaskin, Chase Edmonds, and Daryl Henderson. I didn't say him twice, did I know? Daryl Henderson, and then Damian Harris. What was the scoring? It was half PPR.
1: Yeah, I think um, there's obviously a lot to like about that group. There's a lot of question marks about that group as well. But I think that's, you know, it's funny because we lose Akers, we lose Dobbins, and you get a little bit more clarity, I think, with the Patriots situation. It feels as if and I know, again, losing Akers and losing Dobbins sucks. But it feels as if it may have helped the position at the top a little bit more. If that makes sense. Because you, you knew Akers were going to lose a little bit to Henderson, right? You knew uh, certainly. That that, 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 I'm, I'm just going in, in, in chronological order. Okay, go you, ahead. You, you knew Akers were going to lose a little bit to Henderson, but you felt confident about him. But really, with the Raven situation, you, you knew that was going to be a little messy, Right because Dobbins and and Edwards were going to share to whatever extent, but they were going to share. The Patriots situation helps Harris, I think, you know, go from behind the group initially of like Javante Williams, Raheem Mostert, that he was kind of in that range, you know, and now he's leaped ahead of that group. You know, so again, I think we're getting the round four or five running backs, which is maybe now putting guys back in the dead zone a little bit more that you could be concerned about, you know, even further. But it feels as if the top of the running back group— maybe not the top, the middle of the running back group— It's good. —got a little bit better.
0: Yeah, you know, forget about the dead zone where they're ending up. You're getting a huge run on wide receiver going from round three to round four. You're not going to see that many running backs go there. Once you get to close to the end of round four and into round five, all of those names I just mentioned, they're appealing at that point. You know, you don't have to spend a round three pick on them. Now, non-PPR, is a different story. As Jamie said, he can justify Gus Edwards, Damian Harris there maybe, but— but um yeah, because I think because people are afraid of running backs, they they've gotten pushed down to a point where, I kind of like the value. Now I'm just wondering if I have a late pick in round one, are any of them going to make it to me with uh, with my fifth pick?
1: You know, 60th overall, or all of them? No, are- you got to go three, four turn.
0: Yeah, and I don't think I'm willing to
1: do that. It depends that's, on the that's format. The, You know, the, the the you know we we had this conversation based on your podcast draft on CBS Sports HQ. We were breaking down the 14 team draft. And you know, like you, we we were saying, you, you essentially did that with Javante Williams, though. I mean, you took him probably ahead of some guys because you like him. So I think if you like those guys, you got to get them.
0: Yeah, Javante will be there, but
1: I think a reliable. No, but I'm saying like you took Javante at the start of the fifth round. He was never coming back to you.
0: Yeah, in a 14 team league, yes,
1: and he was that right even in a 12 team league. He's probably never coming back to. Him.
0: No, uh, right. He's probably not going to make it until the right the very end of round six. I guess you're saying right. Right. Um. Right, so I had a t- I had the first pick of the draft. Uh, all right, yeah, this is this will be a, to- a good topic for tomorrow's conversation. Hey, let's talk about Michael Thomas. Um, and uh, Michael Thomas gonna expected to start the uh, the season on the pup list. He must miss six weeks, which would be five games. He can come back in week seven, which would be their sixth game of the season. And a, a few players, noteworthy players, are gonna start the season on the pup list. David Bakhtiari, left tackle for the Packers. Stephon Gilmore, cornerback for the Patriots. But Thomas is the one we'll talk about here. Does this change anything for you?
1: This was kind of the expectation all along. You know, when you saw what their bye week was and you kind of got the initial timetable. So it makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, the Saints procedurally, you know, you wondered if they were going to put him on short-term IR because then he could have come back a little sooner. But, you know, I guess they don't want to rush him. We saw what happened last year. They felt that they rushed him back and they had to put him on IR for the for the playoffs or to, to get to the playoffs, you know. So um, I think you just look at uh, where, where he's at now and – this makes it very easy to draft Marcus Callaway knowing that you're getting five games of no competition, you know, so you, you feel a little bit more comfortable with him. But in any event, uh, I still think Thomas is, is is should be drafted in the same range, round seven, round, round eight if he falls there, you know, maybe round six if there's a hu- huge run on receivers and you just want to lock him up. Um, I've seen him mostly, you know, that 75 number just is the one that keeps standing out because that's where he goes. So um, – you know, to to do something that you have done for years, it's it's a very good friendship strategy. You know, take both it of them. Is. Take Marcus Callaway and Michael Thomas and just, you know, play it like a handcuff running back situation where you're going to get, you know, hopefully five weeks of, you know, borderline starter in the two receiver league in Callaway. You know, if you told me right now Michael, Michael Thomas is out for the season, Marcus Callaway is, you know, in the top 30 for sure. You yeah, know, we so did that's mention what you should be expecting in, in the top in the first five weeks of the year.
0: Callaway starts with five teams before the bye that all finished in the top twelve fantasy points allowed against wide receivers. They were all very good. A lot of them have high end cor- uh, top cornerbacks, but one of those teams is New England, and that is in week three. And Stephon Gilmore will not be playing in that game. Not to say that New England's going to be an easy matchup, but that helps them a little bit. And you can get Callaway pretty late. All right, so I guess with this news, with the Mac Jones news, Jacoby Myers versus Marquez Callaway. What do you got?
1: Callaway has the you know the the, the short term appeal, so I think it just depends on how you build your team. I, I would take Jacoby Myers just for the long term play, you know, the hope that he's the guy uh, over you know 17 games. I think in non PPR though, Callaway would still be my choice because a I don't think you know Myers is going to be a huge touchdown guy. Um, first off, he hasn't scored one in the NFL <laughs> yeah. yet. Second ball, um, I'm sure they're going to be very run heavy still when they get inside the the ten and inside the five. But Callaway may score more touchdowns in those first five games than Jacoby scores all year.
0: And uh, Hunter Henry or Johnny Smith?
1: Uh, Johnny because he's healthy. But, you know, it, uh, it, it's, it's, it's very interesting with these two guys. Um, Sportsline has them projected back-to-back, ninth and tenth. Uh, both, I think, win with, uh, with the quarterback team.
0: Okay. That's Jamie Eisberg. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Really appreciate it here. I am Adam Azer. we got another episode dropping tomorrow on Fantasy Football Today. And again, Wednesday is our draft-a-thon. We will see you 6 p.m. on CBS Sports HQ and on YouTube.com slash Fantasy Football Today.